Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Now, I do feel a little bit hypocritical going into this next topic in some sense because during the break... I nipped outside for a cigarette. Not that I'm promoting the idea, because, of course, I'm well aware of the fact that it's extremely bad for your health. I did go off them for a little period of time, for two or three years, but things happened in my life that set me back down that horrible road of smoking those cigarettes again. They're lethal, aren't they? And I know it's bad for me, and I will stop again. I will, because I want to. And I'll do it soon, don't worry. But... More than 140 top public health organisations around the world released a letter on May the 24th calling on international governments to begin plans to phase out the sale of cigarettes. The letter states that the lessons learned in 2020 from the bold actions taken to address COVID-19 pandemic provide an opportunity to consider equally bold actions that will require be required to tackle other global health pandemics. And one of those is cigarettes. Alcohol could also be the same, be deemed the same, by the way, as well. But anyway, for decades, tobacco companies have falsely claimed they stop selling cigarettes if proven deadly, said Action on Smoking. And Health Executive Director Laurent Huber, clearly they didn't mean it and will continue as long as it's profitable. It's up to the governments to protect their citizens from tobacco products and from the tobacco industry by planning to phase out the sale of combustible tobacco. And the joint letter released on the part of the Project Sunset, an umbrella programme that seeks to phase out the commercial sale of cigarettes. And according to the Action on Smoking and Health, the idea of phasing out tobacco sales is neither radical nor theoretical, and it will happen. Society has banned the sale of products that are far less harmful and even useful, like lead in petrol, for example, and asbestos. And the organisation wrote uh, that piece in their actual press notes. So what is radical in allowing an addictive product that kills when used as intended to be more readily available than milk? And they make a good point. We did ban things like lead and petrol because they're with it. And by the way, the risk of lead and petrol to your health is not half as dangerous as cigarettes. The risk of asbestos is not half as dangerous because most of us don't come in contact with it. And as long as you're not involved in the you know, disturbing it or breaking it up or disposing of it, your risk to health is not as, as, as dangerous. And indeed, you can wear protective clothing. But when you smoke and you smoke as intended, in other words, you put the cigarette in your mouth and you light it, which is the intended way that you're supposed to smoke, it is dangerous. So we're selling a dangerous product. I could argue the same about alcohol, by the way, as well, because alcohol is dangerous in itself if overused. And it's dangerous even sometimes if not overused. So alcohol... And cigarettes are both dangerous. We could argue that point as well, because more people directly and indirectly die probably from alcohol use than smoking every year. But however, we get on. We'll move on from that. New Zealand has announced a suite of proposals aimed at outlawing smoking for the next generation and moving the country closer to its goal of being smoke-free by 2025. And the plans include a gradual increase of the legal smoking age, which could extend to a ban on the sale of cigarettes and tobacco products to anyone born after 2004, making smoking smoking effectively illegal for a younger generation. 
Also under consideration was a significant reduction in the level of nicotine allowed to be put into tobacco products, prohibiting filters, um, setting a minimum price for tobacco and restricting the locations where tobacco and cigarettes can actually be sold. In Ireland, smoking is the leading cause of avoidable death. Nearly 6,000 people die each year in this country from the effects of smoking and thousands of others will suffer from the smoking-related diseases according to the latest figures from the HSE. So today, I want to know, would you be in favour of phasing out the sale of cigarettes. Do you agree? Because actually, I'm not even going to ask you that question because it's happening. How do you feel about that? That's probably a better question. How do you feel about the fact that governments of the world are planning and plotting in the background to ban the sale of cigarettes within probably the next 10 years? They'll be gone. They will be illegal. Now, there is an argument they'll end up on the black market like drugs. But however, it's a weird world we live in, isn't it? We're planning on banning the sale of cigarettes because they're harmful to our health. But yet, on the other hand, we have a liberal conversation about decriminalising drugs. Bizarre country, isn't it? Bizarre world we live in. Anyway, uh, the number's 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. How do you feel about banning the sale of cigarettes? Jimmy, you're an Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Jimmy? Good night. Good afternoon to you. Now, uh, do you smoke, Jimmy? You see, there's two things about answering that question. If you smoke, you smoke, Jimmy. Who are you to lecture to anybody? And if you don't smoke, what would you know? So I would prefer to answer that comment. There's no comment. Right, okay. So, yep. okay, but you agree with the ban? The ban is only common sense, isn't it? Do you think so? What about well, be- it is. What about people who are addicted to it? Well, before the smoking ban in the pubs and, and hotels and that, like people who had to work in there, their eyes were affected. There was um, just give you uh, what I know that people, the dry cleaners, were very busy cleaning hotel curtains and pub curtains because of the smell, and all that was done away with. And they said that it wouldn't. But imagine the damage it's doing to the lungs of people who smoke every day. I Some know. people only smoke maybe occasionally, and and they can control it. But um, most people they, can't. And and the worst of all is the tipped cigarette. That's the worst form of smoke because you bring it further into your lungs. There's no cigarettes good for you, but, but the worst one are the tip cigarettes because they take a deeper pull off that, brings it further, where those non-tip, like those uh, Aftons and Sweet Aftons and that, they weren't as bad for you as... Do you think so? I would have thought it was the other way around, Shirley. No, I saw that in a, I saw that study done. It was a few years ago. So in other words, if it has a filter on it or a tip on it, it yeah. means you have to suck harder to get the same goodness out of it, so to speak. Yes. It goes further so it goes down, further down your lungs. Okay, I never, I never thought of that aspect of it. So the, the, the old-fashioned players untipped or the Astons or whatever they, you call yeah. the Astons, Sweet Afton, those ones you believe are probably not as dangerous, but still dangerous nonetheless. Yes, still dangerous. But you see outside of hospitals, and, and they're not going to say anything bad about the people who smoke. They were born into a culture where, where it was told that cigarettes brought down your blood pressure. And that's only going back to the 1950s when the GAA and all those school and organisations and that used to have them in the magazines. Have you ever come across those old vintage magazines? Mm. I'm amazed at the cigarette smoke and that's in them. Even in the GAA programmes, they advertise cigarettes. Not only going back 30 years. Yeah, but Jimmy, can, can, I, can I ask you, a lot of the, the demographic of this radio station is over the age of 30. So a lot of our audience, not all of them obviously, but a higher percentage than the general population of our audience might be smokers because it tends to be older people. Thankfully, younger people are not as stupid, although some are. Um, but they're smokers. And 
they say, they, their argument will be, well, hold on, it's only my own life that I'm damaging, generally speaking, right? I mean, there is a whole argument there about passive smoking, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but that doesn't happen as often because we banned it indoors and they all kind of carry on. So there's only my own lungs that I'm damaging, my own life. If I want to climb a mountain tomorrow, yeah. I'm allowed to take my own life in my hands and do that. If I want to jump out of a plane... I can take my own life in my hands. I have a choice. What about my body, my choice? Isn't that the argument we had there going back a few years ago? I don't want to get into that now, but you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, in yeah. other words, if, if something is dangerous, and, and people drink, by the way, in this country, to excess as well, and we're seeing more and more women particularly, you know, going into hospital in their early 30s with liver damage from, that, from alcohol. So where do you draw the line when it comes to balance stuff? First of all, the example you're setting, smoking in front of children, you see people in playgrounds. They want actually, I saw saw somewhere where they want smoking in playgrounds banned. If you could believe people actually sit down while they're watching their children or grandchildren and puff away on the seats in a playground. Is that responsible? Is Is that only affecting yourself or is that only affecting others around you? I think that the smoking ban is working. People are more conscious now, people in gyms, and they're more aware of their health. That mm. definitely is. And the link between fatty foods, cigarettes and alcohol and blood pressure and strokes is, is definite now. Where yeah, before but, yeah, I, I'm, but I, I'm not defending cigarette smoking because it's a filthy habit and I completely agree with you, right? But, it, but what I'm saying to you is we have other problems as well in society and we don't tackle them by banning them. We tackle them by educating people usually when it comes to, say, alcohol. And that's the best, obviously analogy we can use. I mean, alcohol indirectly and directly probably causes a lot more problems in society. Like, for example, people become violent with alcohol on them or aggressive or they can start fights or they fall around and hurt themselves. People smoking don't do things like that. Uh, smoke doesn't make you aggressive or it doesn't make you, you know, crash your car or what, any of those kind of things. So alcohol indirectly has a bigger effect on society, yet we've never suggested or we would never suggest banning alcohol. Well, you'd have to tackle couldn't ban everything on the one go. I'd say down the line, alcohol, like if you look at the promotion, people who promote it, it's not promoted as much as it was now alcohol. And I know cigarettes are not promoted in car racing. They were one of the biggest promoters of cigarettes. They were. At Be- the Benson and Hedges. I don't even know that they make those cigarettes now. And sport, sport was a very powerful way to advertise products like alcohol and cigarettes. And it's the power of advertising, I think, that affected people's attitude and and I just look at if you look at Richard Branson he came out with Virgin Coca-Cola some years ago and it was the only project he lost heavily on because he said the advertising was bad his Coca-Cola I don't even remember Virgin Coca-Cola oh he he, it it crashed because he said it was the advertising well he 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 produced condoms as well at one stage didn't he maybe so he did yeah he did well do me a favor stay there for a second let me go to Ross as well because Ross you're in Ireland's classic it's Ross you're a smoker for the last 10 years well, Niall, yeah, I am indeed. Look, I've been on and off him multiple times. Um, and sure, look, you know yourself being a smoker, it's never really officially kicked the habit, I suppose. There's always the chance of going back on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, look, as for the ban of them, if you, if, if you do ban them, you're going to encourage more counterfeit cigarettes to be brought into the country as opposed to what's already been brought in. So you're going to push so, the problem underground is the point you're making? Yeah. So, like, look, I know we don't know scientifically what's in cigarettes and we don't know how good they are, how bad they are for us, but you don't know what's in the counterfeit ones. So you're kind of, you know, you're encouraging that, like. Mm. That, that's a fair point, Jimmy, that, you know, as a society, we ban cigarettes. All that's going to happen is they'll be selling them on Henry Street under the counter or whatever. You, do you know what I'm saying? 
pretty but much. Yeah, and that's the thing. If cigarettes are illegal, and you're somewhere and you can smell cigarettes, or you see people smoking, it's going to be like going into a shop now without a mask. You're going to be very noticeable because you can't you can hide a cigarette, but you can't hide the smell of smoke. And it's going to be more noticeable if something is illegal. Maybe not for a year or two, but after a while, people will understand that you shouldn't be smoking. And that's the way that would go. I mean, Ross, if you believe it's bad for you, and you know it's bad for you, don't you, Ross? Yeah, no, I do know Yeah, you, you don't for a minute think that uh, I'll keep doing this for the rest of my life. This is great crack. I mean, no, I, you know, but, but okay, so you want to give them up like everybody else. Eventually, at some point, you're, you're going to want to give them up. Well, then why would you not agree with them just, well, look, if they ban it, it's going to make it harder for me. So maybe I, I, maybe it's a good thing. Feck it. But, if, but if they ban it, it's, it's going to be easier to get them because, you know, there's going to be lads or, pe- or not just lads, there's going to be people selling counterfeit cigarettes, as you said, on the side of Henry Street, on the side of Main Street. They're going to be easier, as easier to get. And where are you going to smoke them? But sure, people are going to smoke every, no matter what they do, like. No, you but know. Sure, like, some people, do, some people will, will, will abide by the law, same as they're abiding by the law with the mask. You'll always have people who say they'll not, they won't wear a mask. People are going to stand outside their workplace and smoke cigarettes, and they know they're illegal and they're counterfeit, and they're bought from criminal elements. But you can't stop that. You know, you're never going well, to be able to stop, stop that. It, 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 it's like, it's like the drug aspect. You're never going to be able to fully stop it, like. Well, not everybody takes drugs now, come on. No, and I'm not not saying, I, I, and I, I never once said that. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's the same idea. You're so much, the more you pass well, it, well, 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 with the greatest respect, Jimmy, smoking is a drug. Oh, no, 100% it is a drug, but so yeah. is alcohol. And alcohol isn't bad. Yeah. So is coffee. No, so like, I mean, I, I'm looking, somebody says prohibition doesn't work, period. I, again, I'm not going to explain this again because I explained it the other night when we were talking about drugs. Prohibition does work. That cliche, by the way, is absolute and utter nonsense. Actually, the Gardaí had a big haul there yesterday of cannabis. Uh, uh, so that's less cannabis on the street. So, it, you know, to that extent, it did work to, to some degree. But when we talk about the word prohibition and the definition of the word to prohibit somebody from doing something, for example, we prohibit people driving over, as I mentioned the other night, over 120 kilometres an hour on the road. It doesn't mean everybody's going to abide by the law, but the majority of people do because that's the prohibition. So prohibition, that cliche that prohibition doesn't work, comes from the American prohibition of alcohol, the sale of alcohol, which was an example of where it was pushed underground, as Ross is talking about, and Al Capone came along, of course, and all the speakeasies. But the idea that you would then blanket, or blanket, make a statement, blanket statement like prohibition doesn't work, is absolutely utter nonsense, because all legislation is prohibition. And prohibition does work, because if we didn't have prohibition, we'd have a purge. So you're talking absolute utter nonsense. Um, so I, I hate when people use that statement, prohibition doesn't work, because they're basing it on one story, which was America, Pro- where they banned alcohol. Sorry, Ross. Pro- prohibition in the United States failed because of police corruption. Absolutely. The, the mafia and the police. That's the only reason it failed. And if you want to talk about the illegal drugs industry in the Ireland and in the UK and in other parts of Europe, people are asking now, uh, uh, they're asking, if, is the free legal aid system contributing to the drug business? Free legal, aid is, free legal aid for drug crime is called the bread and butter of the legal profession now. So the, somewhere down the road, somebody is going to draw up the line. Should all these dr- drug people get, get, get free legal aid? I don't know. But anyway. Well, well, here's what I find quite bizarre, that we're having this conversation today because more than 140 top public health organisations have come together to call on international governments to ban it. But these same organisations or NGOs which are funded by states around the world, we have a lot of them over here as well, are all equally pushing to decriminalise drugs. So they want to ban cigarettes because they believe it's dangerous to society, and rightly so, but yet they want to legalise or decriminalise drugs and, you know, an ACLA or uh, uh, hardcore drugs, uh, basically 
because they believe that, you know, we live in this PC world where we shouldn't be criminalising people. Like, this is a complete lunacy. Niall, can I ask you a call, the other caller question there? Are you a smoker, do you mind No comment. He won't. He, he said that he can't tell you that because if you do, it'll load his answer. He won't but, answer you. There's no point in asking him again. Well, no, we'll say, for example, he is, right? And, so, let's and, say he is. Then go on. Yeah, and like he's coming in saying that he agrees that they should be banned. But yes, as I'm saying, it's going to encourage more counterfeit cigarettes to come into the country, and you don't know what you're going to be getting as opposed to yeah, what. Yeah, but Ross, I even, I'm a smoker, and I kind of agree with him. Because even from a smoker's point of view, and kind of selfishly, I would probably like to see it banned because it would make it more difficult for me to get them. Sorry, you're gone, Ross. It's going to be easier. To, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Right, it's going to be easier to get them. It's if they're made illegal, it's going to be easier to get them, and that's that's the point that I'm making. Well, well stay there. Let me just go to Fran as well. Uh, Fran, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How you doing, Fran? How you doing, Ireland? You disagree with the ban? I disagree with the ban. My thinking is, haven't they actually come out and said anybody who takes drugs has a disability? It yes. A couple of years ago. Yeah. So now anybody who takes a smoke and wants to keep smoking, will that be classed as a disability? Would you be disabled, essentially, because you're addicted to, to, to nicotine? Yes. Yeah. I think you're clutching at straws there, Frank, with the greatest no, respect. I mean, if you, if, you, if, you do it with, no, if you do it with, we say, people who take drugs. Yeah, but drugs are illegal. No, we don't sell drugs on the street and in, the, in local supermarkets. If they make cigarettes illegal. Yeah, but it, but it is harder, oh, I think it is, harder to get heroin than it is to get a packet of cigarettes. I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe in some areas in Dublin it probably isn't, okay. to be honest with you, with the greatest respect. But, Fran, I, I do get the point you're making that people are addicted. And somebody said what they did, what they're suggesting in New Zealand and Australia is probably a good thing, which is what they want to do is make it illegal slowly. So, somebody says here, it should be against the law for anyone born after, let's say, 2010 to buy cigarettes, i.e. stop people starting. That comes in from Paul in Dublin. Good idea. So, every year you move it up a year. So in other words, you know, if you're if you're 20 years of age, anything under 20, you're not allowed to buy cigarettes. And then next year, it'll be under 21. Kyle, how do you actually police that? By showing ID. How do you how do you police buying alcohol in an off license? You have to show ID. Oh, hang on, I can only hear one person at a time. Sorry, Ross, what are you saying? But like, okay, so you're saying ban sale of cigarettes to people under the age of 20, for example. It's going to like look in my own town. Where, where I'm from, you have young fellas standing outside the off licenses, standing outside pubs, asking to go in and buy drinks. For yeah, them. but it, yeah, but it, it does make. I'm not saying it cuts it out, but it makes it harder. That's all. It's all about making it harder. Then next year it'll be under twenty one. The year after it'll be under twenty two. So in other words, once you're born before two thousand, well, that person says two thousand ten. I'm saying two thousand. Once you're born before two thousand, it's illegal for you to buy a cigarette. But that's just going to encourage more people, more well, younger. I'm not, well, I'm not just saying younger. I don't think it that's will. Going to encourage more people. To go no, to I don't think it will because my kids knew that drugs were illegal and that kind of puts a bit of a red light on it. Now, I'm not saying that at some point in their life they won't be offered it or they won't take a chance and dabble, but it does put a bit of a question mark over it. You know, and if we ban something, because, and, and with a good reason for banning it, not just for the sake of it, because clearly there's a public health issue, um, well, then people might think twice about starting. So if you Young people. Mind. If you ban it then, if you look at a lot of the old films where they smoke, how would you manage that? Oh, well, you'd have to keep them. But I mean, but on television at the moment, the, the, the legal requirements on television at the moment that no, in all drama programmes, no new characters are allowed to smoke.
and no characters that didn't smoke before are allowed to suddenly start. So the only characters smoking on television in your Coronation Streets and Emmerdales and all those other programmes are people who have smoked from the start. They're, they're the only ones allowed to smoke. Because there is rules around it. Which would be the highest mortality. So why, why would you want smoking in it? I mean, they don't, most movies don't have people smoking in them anyway. More could be done in the schools because you often see uh, school people in young people in school uniforms walking along smoking. Cigarettes I know it's terrible to see, isn't it? And they're going into the schools and they can smell the cigarettes from them. And the teachers know. And many times it was complained to teachers about. It, they said they can't do anything once they're smoking outside of the school gate. And they, the, the teachers are driving in, and they can see them. And Garda Shiakana, I'm sure many people have reported it. They don't, they don't seem to want to do anything about it. Nobody seems, it seems to be down to the parents' responsibility. But the parent can't be outside of the school. It should be the duty of other people, the school teachers and on Garda Shiakana, to, to take on the smoking as well. It's everybody's responsibility if these are under the age, legal age for smoking. Okay, stay there. PJ, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, PJ? How are you doing, Noel? Okay, PJ, what do you reckon? You're, you're a smoker, so do you want yeah, to see them yeah. banned? Like, I'd like to see them banned, yeah, because it's just safer for all of us, isn't it, really? Well, it is. It makes the world it's, a safer it's place. It's at the end of the day, you know, it, it would upset a few people initially when it happened, and people that are really addicted, you know, long, long-term smokers. I'd say they'd be a bit messed up for a while, but they'll eventually get over it. And what about people saying their right to choose? So, you know, Fran or, or Ross would say, you know, that they have a right... You know, it's their body, it's their health. They have a right to, to choose if they want to damage it, just like they have a right to jump out of a plane or climb a mountain, which is also yeah, a risky I'm, business. I'm on that side as well with them. Like, they do have they do have the right to choose. Probably, I could imagine what they're doing, what they could do, like what Australia done is increase the prices huge. So I remember in Australia, there mm. was a box of smokes or a brand, and it was going for $40. Now I know things are expensive in Australia, but that's still very expensive. I know, and but the only the only problem I see with that is that there are people who are addictive who might have children who mightn't have great income, and what's going to happen there is they're not going to stop buying cigarettes; they just spend more money on the cigarettes, and then the children will will, will suffer because of that. So I I think increasing or trying to price people out of the market doesn't necessarily work. I think educating people and maybe what somebody suggested them what New Zealand are doing and banning it from a certain year onwards. Works because that's that won't, good, yeah. yeah, that won't stop you from smoking, but it will stop young people from starting. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all it is—the generational thing, isn't it? Really, absolutely. Yeah, sorry, Fran. You can get alternatives to illegal drugs, like people can get them from the doctor, or if you're on a medical card, you can get it on your medical card. A methadone, and there are other there are there are other alternatives that don't do as much damage and wean you off that way. But I suppose it's like any addiction; if anybody is addicted to anything. The first step is to acknowledge and accept that you have the addiction, and then after that, you can mm. make some effort to give it up. How many, yeah, how many do you smoke a day, for, uh, PJ? Um, I wouldn't even smoke 20 a day, probably half a box. Fran, how many do you smoke a day? Uh, I actually vape now, I don't smoke anymore. Oh, you vape now, do you? Yeah. And, and how much nicotine is in your vape? Uh, I'm down to three milligrams. Okay, well, that's good, isn't it? Uh, that's pretty good. And, and could you can you do without could you do without the vape? Do you think? Uh, well, the vape is there to prevent picking up a cigarette and starting all over again. Right, but if you didn't have the vape, let's say, let's say it wasn't working or your battery was lower, I'd say with the willpower, I'd just get a cigarette. Would you? Oh, okay, all right, okay. That's what and happens. A lot of people do use it as a crutch. A crutch, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Well, I, I mean, look, okay, the jury is still out to some degree, but in saying that, it's certainly safer than smoking. 
Um, yeah. Not that either of the alternatives is a good idea, but it's a lot safer which than smoking. Higher, which is the highest mortality rate from cigarettes or from drink? I would imagine um, looking at statistics overall, alcohol, probably, because more people will die indirectly from alcohol. Why not attack the alcohol issue? Because, because there's too much money involved in it. Fran, you should know that. I know. That's why I asked the question. <laughs> All right, listen, thanks very much indeed, PJ, Fran, and everybody else. Yes, there's a lot of money involved in alcohol. And the difference is, is I suppose in some degree as well, that you can be a casual drinker. You can have a social drink and it probably never damage your health if you had one or two bottles a week. But unfortunately, Ireland has a bad reputation where it seems... Uh, more people than any other country do drink to excess where it's damaging to their health. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation, isn't it? Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.